Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup Book Series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. What a thrill to have you with us this morning because you are just going to love this time with us. We have a wonderful guest and we're going to be talking about our favorite, favorite little furry animals today. So as the beginning said, second wind is inevitable in every life that we live. Women particularly go through so many second winds. Changing in family life, changing in single life, from single to married, to married to single, to widowhood, to all of those transitions that are just really part of life. And because we need at those times when we are most challenged to have support, to have options, to have encouragement, That's why this show was created. It's more of a resource of maybe jarring your mind to reassure you, yes, there's an answer out there for you. And maybe you'll hear it today. I want you to, of course, have your favorite drink in your hand, coffee, tea, find your favorite chair, and sit back and get ready to listen to a really enriching but fun show today. During my transition, which was actually about 13 years ago, I really was needing some support. You know, anytime we go through something really challenging, it's about support. And although we many times look toward our human friends, at that time, I was really, really, really wanting an animal, because they are such wonderful carriers of unconditional love. And my challenge was going through a divorce. And so at that time, I needed to feel that unconditional love. So I decided to get a dog. And my dog was everything that I expected her to be. She adored me. She loved me. She supported me. She challenged me. And yet, I always knew she was there for me. So, today we will be talking with my dear friend, Linda uh, Sancoli. Okay, Linda. You know, it, it's always when you get on the air that you get these challenging words. But anyway, Sancoli. And she's going to, she has made an interesting transition from her professional life, which she still pursues, 
but she's also taken on the challenge in the fun part of an of an owner, an animal owner. So, Linda, tell us about your your life. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay, well, thank you, Joyce. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning. And um, as you mentioned, I, I do have another career. I'm a psychologist, and I've been in private practice for almost 30 years. I've had an extremely rewarding and satisfying career. It's really a privilege and an honor to be invited into people's lives in the way a therapist is. Um, and the work has been intense, and it often carries a great deal of responsibility. The yeah. focus has not been on fun and whimsy. <laughs> and I've missed that. So now I'm deciding to do something new. Um, my hobbies have always been cooking and my dogs. And so I've decided to integrate all of uh, what I know about dogs and cooking and my work experience and my knowledge. And I nicknamed myself a doggyologist. Um, I'm not a vet, and I'm not the dog whisperer, but um, I teach people who are just like me, meaning they're crazy about their dogs. Um, they want to be the best pet parent that they can be, and I teach them how to cook for their dogs, and uh, I have a, a, on the way, I have a, a book to see how smart your dogs are, and I really want to help people enhance their relationships with their pets. Do you ever recommend as a psychologist someone gets a dog? Yes, sometimes I do. Um, because especially if they've, maybe if they've had a dog in the past and um, and for whatever reason they don't currently have a dog and sometimes they just really, really miss that kind of companionship. Yes. Because it's a very special relationship. It's different than connecting with a human, obviously. <laughs> and, and sometimes, you know, Pets offer us unconditional love. Mm -hmm. and, and also, you know, you were talking about transitions earlier. Sometimes when people are going through a transition, maybe it's retirement, maybe it's a divorce, whatever the, the big change may be, they need uh, that kind of love and companionship that only a dog can give. Yeah, I would see even in the empty nest period when your, mm -hmm. your children have moving not on, that an animal would be very, very supportive and helpful during that transition as well. Um, but I found this, you know, this person just to roll over. Of course, my dog sleeps with me. So, you of know, course. just that little snuggle that you get in the morning is really nice to experience. Exactly. So, so why did you decide to do, I know you've always had animals or... Mm -hmm. Yes, I've always had animals and and for the most part, at least for the past, you know, almost 30 years, 25 years or so, I've cooked for my dogs, but, uh, you know, in a very limited way. I started out maybe just making rice and turkey to add to their kibble. Um, and then my um, second do dachshund, little Greta, she okay. was just the sweetest, sweetest little dog I've ever had. I love all my dogs, but if there's such a thing as a canine soulmate, that was yeah. little Greta. Um, and we had a crisis with her. She was, um, she had canine 
intervertebral disc disease and she had an episode so she was partially paralyzed mm-hmm. and it was um really stressful to get her surgery and then rehabilitate her but i wanted to do everything i could do to help enhance her healing so that's when i started cooking in a, a more uh, intense way and really wanted everything that went into her little body to um, really enhance her well-being and healing and it was a pretty stressful time to help her learn to walk again and it, it happened at the time in my career when i was working a lot so it, it was hard, but I learned a lot. And um, now that I don't work as much as I used to, I'm taking the opportunity to create a new body of work and use that knowledge and share it with others and, you know, help everybody give their dogs the best things of, of what I call a doggylicious life. Yeah. Well, you've really stepped it up as a referring to you by writing your book and and. I know, yes, you cooked, which is for some people, that's a lot more than a lot of people I know, including me. I don't mm-hmm. particularly cook for my dog. But uh, you have really taken it to the next level with your dedication to sharing the message of the benefits of right. cooking food for your dog. And and was it simply because of nutrition you feel there's more nutrition in the food or or? Do you even even offer your dog bought food anymore? Well, she, uh, my current dog is Rosie, and Rosie has uh, a little bit of grain-free kibble to enhance her, her meals, but very little store-bought food, very little processed food. And, um, you know, it's, there are a lot of reasons to cook for your dog. And it is fun. I mean, I like to cook anyway, so it's more fun for me than it might be yeah. if, for people who are not so inclined. But it's easy to do. It's, uh, it can be quite economical uh, if you're careful about how you, how you choose to um, prepare meals. For example, if you cook a chicken in a pre- pressure cooker, that one chicken is probably about three weeks worth of meals for Little Rose. So um, it can be economical. Um, it's certainly much, much healthier for a dog to eat what you know you can control because if you get processed or canned dog food, you know, you just don't know what's in it. And when you do know, you wish you didn't know. Yeah. Um, you know, there's backs and feathers and all kinds of horrible things that they put in and call that protein. Well, you know, I'm from the uh, age that uh, when we were growing up, they kept saying, oh, don't feed your dog table food. Don't feed your dog table food. So because cooking for them would be table food, I have to, uh, that would be a concern of mine. And just where did that get started, do you think? Well, I think um, there are a couple of reasons. One is that if you're feeding your dog table food, you're probably feeding them at the table, and Mm -hmm. then you're teaching them to beg. Mm -hmm. And once you feed them whatever it is, even if you're feeding them dog food from the table, then they're always going to be underfoot when you're trying to enjoy a meal. And most people don't particularly care for that. Right. Um, Another reason is... um, 
we don't want to feed our dogs food that was prepared exclusively for humans because dogs don't need spices, they don't need salt and pepper, they don't need sugar, all of the things that we might need to enhance the flavor Dogs don't need that. Dogs need very few carbohydrates. They need a biologically appropriate balance of protein and fats and a few carbs. And so we want to choose human quality food and prepare it for them rather than people food. So examples of that would be chicken or would you also include beef? and? Yes. We're going to take a brief break, and we will be back shortly with Linda Senecoli. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. The WooHoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. We are, we are talking today with Lan- Linda Sanicola. Uh, and we are talking about our dear, dear, dear pets. And Linda has written a book on cooking for your dog. But before we will go into some of the recipes that she has in that book, I wanted to finish the 
conversation about types of food that you might cook for your dog. So, Linda, uh, we were talking about chicken, but the chicken was prepared how? And you might uh, elaborate on that. Well, there are lots uh, of different ways to prepare it. Um, And often I buy a whole chicken and I might just cook that in the pressure cooker. That's probably the easiest way. Or I might just buy chicken thighs and roast those in the oven. Um, We, you know, it can be chicken or turkey or beef or bison or lamb, uh, salmon, um, any number of things that uh, are a high quality protein source. Mm -hmm. And then um, we usually mix that with, uh, say, a carbohydrate like quinoa or wild rice or some uh, carrots, lasagna. Um, Excuse me, lasagna. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, my dogs would eat pasta if they could. Yes. Um, Any number of uh, vegetables. Zucchini is what I was thinking of. Um, now, you didn't mention potatoes. Is that a, a carbohydrate you would use? Um, I tend to use sweet potatoes or yams, but yes, you could use potatoes. Yeah. Now, my mind is going around that this has to be a medium to small dog just due to the volume of food that a larger dog might eat. Well... That's not really true. I mean, it's it's easier for a small dog, but I have a friend who has two sheepdogs, and she cooks for them every week as well. Wow. It's just, I think, if I cook a whole chicken, that's going to last a long time for Rosie. Yeah. But a whole chicken doesn't last that long for a sheepdog. No. <laughs> so it just means you have to cook more frequently. With a small dog, I really only cook for her once a week or so. Mm-hmm. And I prepare her food, and then I freeze the remaining amounts that we are not going to use in the next few days, and then mm-hmm. just pull it out of the freezer when necessary. Well, so give us a typical recipe that you might prepare for um, Rosie. Well, I'm going to give you the easiest recipes, because usually right. that's what people want to start with. Um, sure. And the easiest recipe might be, let's say, ground turkey and uh, quinoa and some carrots. So yeah. all you do is brown the tur- turkey on the stovetop mm-hmm. and um, quinoa, or you could use rice, whatever your preference is. For, for Rosie, I make a pound of meat with a half a cup uncooked rice or quinoa. And then that cooks. And then I usually just dice the carrots and let them cook with either the turkey or the quinoa. And then when everything's done, mix it all together and that's her meal. Now, I have not prepared quinoa. Is that uh, cooked by putting it in water? Yes, it cooks just the way rice cooks. Okay. All right. That's a fairly new vegetable for East Texas, but we do have it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you Unlike can <laughs> You know, whatever. I happen to like it, mm-hmm. so I cook it, and sometimes I make extra for myself. And, right. uh, 
and you do have to watch it because um, sometimes when you make a particularly delicious canine recipe, if it's not labeled appropriately in the fridge, someone else might come along and call it dinner. So it's been known to happen. Well, you have a wonderful uh, new cookbook that you wrote that people can find recipes in. And that's, what's the name of that and how do they get their copy? That's called Sophie Scrumptious Treats. And it's available as an ebook on Amazon. And it's Kindle book, but you don't need a Kindle to read it. You can get a, an app for, mm-hmm. that works on any other platform. Mm-hmm. So. And, and it's broken down, and you might tell us just a little bit about how you broke, how you divided the book. Okay. Um, you know, I start with talking about really why you should cook for your dogs and then giving everybody some practical tips. And there are certain things we don't cook for our dogs. Like we don't give our dogs onions, grapes, raisins, several things like, of course, chocolate is the big no, no. Um, They don't eat caffeine. Um, So I go over those things. And then I start with what I call easy summer coolers. Um, And we have some, uh, pupsicles, um, you know, and, and, um, and then chapter two is baked delights, um, peanut butter cookies, um, liver loaf, chicken and cheese balls, chicken nibbles, all kinds of, oh my God. Um, I know, <laughs> all kinds of things. Great, great. My dog would feel like she'd gone to heaven to get all those special treats. Well, you know, that's what we want to achieve. That's what <laughs> we want them to feel like. Um, and then um, in Chapter 3, we have uh, regular meals. Uh-huh. My book started out just with treats, but I got so many requests for meals, I decided to uh, add that as well. So we have Muttloaf and, <laughs> and mutt balls. Uh-huh. And then uh, we have chicken chow. So uh, the dogs love all of those things. I, I just made uh, a version of a very easy version of Muttloaf for Rosie for Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. Um, and then we have a little bit of party food, um, like some pup cakes and uh, coconut clusters. And those are very easy to make as well. So we have quite a variety of treats. Now, you said coconut clusters, so they can have coconut, but they can't have... What's the reason for the raisins and the grapes? Do you know? You know, I, I don't really know exactly what it is that's in the in the grapes, mm-hmm. but I do know they can't have it. Hmm. Well, you know, I remember the day that I came home, and I had been given a chocolate, a little box of chocolate. Actually, it was not in a box because that probably would have been the safer way to have received it, but it was in a little plastic bag. And my Moo is very, very, very inquisitive. Mm -hmm. Somehow she found that and ate every piece. So because I know of the do not feed your dog's chocolate, I was panicked. I thought, oh, my goodness, that dog is going to die. And I really was quite panicked about it and called the vet and they said just watch the dog 
right. see if there's anything that's strange that she's doing abnormal throwing up or diarrhea or anything like that. But um, she flew through that without any problem at all. So I was very grateful, but I, I really don't understand the chocolate thing. Well, there's a specific ingredient in chocolate, and and the concentration is higher, I believe, in dark chocolate than in milk chocolate. Uh, and so the dark chocolate, the darker it is, the more threatening it can be to a dog's health. And and I think everybody should um, should have in their home if they have pets is ASPCA has a 24-hour poison control hotline. Ah. And that's a good number to have on hand um, just to make certain that you have resources available in case you should need it. Yeah. Well, that's a great resource to give us, Linda. I don't have that. Now, I went to your website today, which I just think is adorable. And I invite all of my listeners to go to that website. What is the website? It's sophieshelter.com. And it starts out with a delightful picture of you, my dear. Very nice picture. And Sophie is yes. there. Yes, and she is. and the present day Sophie, <laughs> right. which is Rosie. Which, which is, is Rosie. Yeah. But Rosie is a very active little dachshund. Tell us about Rosie. Rosie is an extremely active little dachshund. Um, I call her my wild child. Yes. <laughs> she's pure puppy. She was six months old when I rescued her, and now she's a year old. Um, and she gets into just about anything the way uh, a puppy does. And so mm-hmm. she has kept me on my toes. That's mm. for sure. Um, and she, but the fun part is she brings a a certain energy and aliveness and playfulness into the house. Uh, Before I went to look for a dog and I was planning on rescuing uh, one of my neighbors is fond of reminding me that the last thing I said was, well, I'm not getting a puppy. And of course (laughs) I came home with Rosie. Yeah. (laughs) She is your third dachshund. Is that correct? Uh, she's my fourth dachshund, fourth actually. Dachshund. Yes. Okay. And I call her my uh, supermodel dachshund because, as I said, she's a rescue, and you never quite know what, what you might be getting with a rescue. And her mm-hmm. legs are a little long for a dachshund. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming there's something there that we don't know about in the mix. <laughs> and, and But it's such a blessing that her legs are a little bit longer because I have stairs in my house, mm-hmm. and having managed one dog that was paralyzed it's stressful it's something you worry about with a dachshund so with long legs I don't have to worry about it at all (laughs) I do have to worry about her jumping on the dining room table and helping herself to my coffee however oh yes she drinks coffee well we are going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to be talking more about our very favorite friends our furry friends my friend is called Moo And we have been talking about Rosie and Sophie, the website Sophie's. Be right back. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford. 
after this short break. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirit Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. Devan will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent Live, every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is Coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome. We are talking today with Linda Sanicola, and we're talking about Sophie Shelter, which is her website and her really wonderful, clever little dachshund. Oh, Yes. Linda? Yes. Tell me your dachshund's name. Rosie. Rosie. Now, yeah. when I visit your website, yes. what other benefits can I get from searching your website? I, I went there immediately this morning and signed my dog up. Moo and I are on your website now. Great. And what will I be receiving and what's the benefit of searching around your website? Well, I like to think that there are a number of benefits to looking around the website. And most importantly, I'd like to create a community for those of us who are pet parents and really crazy about our dogs to share information and resources and to know that they're in a place where other people care just as much as they do. And one of the things that you can do is, as you did this morning, you can join Sophie's Friends. 
and you can sign up and send me a picture of your dog and tell me a little bit about the dog if you'd like. And then I will add your dog's picture to our Sophie's Friends and you'll be able to show off a little bit so we can all get to know your dog. Um, <laughs> I see some really cute, adorable pictures. Aren't they? They really Valentine pictures. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, and also, relatedly, if you send me a picture there, I also put it on my Facebook page, which is also called Sophie Shelter, and your dog will be featured that day on our page. Um, in addition to that, uh, we have a section called Ask Sophie. So if someone has a question about uh, cooking for their dog or any related issue, you can send us a question. And we'll see what Sophie has to say about it. Um, we, we have, uh, Sophie's choices, which I like to share resources with people. So if there are books or DVDs or supplements or whatever it may be that I have found to be valuable, then I want to let people know about it. And so Sophie's choices is there. Um, and then of course we have Sophie's treats and there's a whole list of, recipes that you can um, take a look at. They're free, help yourself, you know. And sometimes uh, people will post their adaptations of our recipe, which is always really fun. Um, now, if I am a listener and I have not yet decided whether I would like to cook for my dog, um, is there a transition method that you have that you can help us with there? Well, I can give you a way to think about it. Um, okay. And um, if you'll play along with me for a moment, I'm going to do just a brief little visualization exercise with you. And I'd like everyone to close their eyes, and I want them to see themselves in the kitchen and get ready to feed your dog. And in your mind's eye, your imagination, pick up the dog's bowl and then dump the dog's food into that bowl, whether it's a pouch or canned or kibble, whatever it may be. And now pick up the bowl and bring it closer and closer and closer to your face. Just how far are you willing to stick your face into that bowl? Are you willing to sniff it? Are you willing to lick it? Would you take a nice big bite of it? I doubt it. Probably not. And before you open your eyes, I want you to hold that bowl. And then I want you to imagine you can look down and see your dog's face. Those big, brown, trusting eyes looking up at you, getting ready to eat his meal. Okay? Open your eyes. Uh And that's a little harsh, I know. But that's the real reason why we want to learn to cook for our dogs and feed our dogs healthy, quality food. Because if the food's not meant for human consumption, probably shouldn't be feeding it to the dog either. Right. Yeah. Well, I I was looking on this page where you had highlighted the, um, you call it muttloaf. Muttloaf, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Is that one of the easier recipes to 
It is. It is very easy. And, you know, I think, as I said earlier, the the turkey and rice is probably the easiest. But I can I can tell you right now um, a version of mutt loaf that I made for Rosie on Valentine's Day. Um, I was kind of in a hurry and I thought, okay, I'll just see what I've got. And I had a, a pound of ground beef and I mixed that with one egg and I um, grated uh, about a half a carrot and a half a zucchini, mixed it all together. And for Valentine's Day, I cooked it in a heart-shaped pan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I know. That's why they call me the crazy dog lady. What can I say? (laughs) There's a picture there. That's what that is. Yes, there's a picture there. Oh, very good. Right. So, you know, that's a really easy thing to do. And most of the the um, meal recipes on the website, I've tried to keep pretty basic. Um, and once you, you get feeling a little bit more comfortable, um, you can uh, branch out a little bit and try some things like maybe a, a stew that has both chicken and beef in it. But you know, that's not necessary, certainly not as a place to start. And I think one of the things we've learned is that most people who start all gung-ho to cook for their dogs kind of burn out within three to six months if it's too hard. And no, you know, no one wants to do anything that's a burden. Yeah. Now, with with an animal, I know, you know, we have quite a variety in human food. I mean, most people wouldn't eat chicken five nights in a row. Right. Now, is that the same sort of thing that you do with an animal, or can you feed them the same thing every day? Well, you can feed them the same thing every day. I vary Rosie's food as I said, more week to week, like one week she might have chicken, the next week she has bison. Um, But, um, you know, there are several, several myths, if you will, about cooking for your dogs. And, and you're touching on one of those myths. And that is that it's too hard to make a different meal every day. Right. And, and you don't have to do that. You know, one of the, my, little videos that I've made that's available on uh, YouTube is I call it the dogs don't care video mm-hmm. because dogs don't care if you feed them chicken every day for a week, you know, try that with a human. Oh no, but <laughs> don't care. And you know, if you overcook salmon uh, mm-hmm. by three or four minutes, all oh, the humans will not eat it, right. but dogs don't care. Um, right. Another example is you know, certain foods for humans has, have to be seasoned just right. Mm. And we don't use those flavorings and seasonings with dogs. They don't care. Mm. So a lot of the things that make it difficult to cook for a human doesn't apply for a dog. It's much easier. Um, I was taking my dog to see a doctor uh, about a four-hour drive from here. She is uh, losing her eyesight. And so I was going to see somebody that could possibly do surgery on her eyes. And I had fed her human food, but I had not been careful enough to take the frying off of the chicken that I had. 
and of course she was just nibbling it up. It was so good. Mm -hmm. But then I saw the results of what I had done because naturally she had <clears throat> diarrhea after that because the frying just was not good for her system. Right. So I, I had to confess to the doctor that um, I had been the culprit of misfeeding my dog, which had resulted in her diarrhea because he was asking me specifically, does she have any problem with this? So I, that was a painful learning experience for me that uh, human food needs to have some, it, you can feed human food, but it needs to be carefully unseasoned and tempered toward their eating regimen. Right. It's human quality food prepared yes. for a dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, in the beginning of, when did you make this transition, Linda? Well, I started it um, about a year ago. Okay. You know, and, and I started it sort of almost as a fluke. You're like, oh, I can, I can write this book. I'll just write down some of these recipes. And, <laughs> and so it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And then the website came. And, um, you know, unfortunately for me, um, I lost my little Sophie in April last year. Mm. So I like to think she was with me for the launch of all of this work, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's really dedicated to her and her memory. She was a, I, she was a senior when I got her. Mm -hmm. So I knew I wouldn't have her that long. You know, my other dogs lived 17, 18 years, but. Well, since launching your website, have you seen your community grow? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it's really fun because people uh, contact me either on the website or on Facebook, and they often have questions about feeding their dog or um, getting up the courage, if you will, to try and cook some things at home. And sometimes a dog may have a specific need or a specific allergy, and we have to develop something that will work for that particular dog. And that's really exciting and, and very rewarding. Mm -hmm. And we it's just fun. For, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's just fun to see other people's dogs and their interests and how they interact and relate as well. Yeah. Um, we spoke yesterday when we were visiting about allergies and some treatments. So when we come back, I do want us to spend just a little bit of time talking about how people might discover what their dog is allergic to, particularly the itching and so forth, and methods to discover that. So okay. we are going to take a, a brief break from talking with our doggyologist, Linda <laughs> Sanatola. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Be sure to register your copy of SAM at www.spatialaudio.com. You'll feel warm and squishy inside once you do. What does success mean to you? Money, 
power, fame, having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love, a great family life, or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. We are having such a great time today talking with Linda Sanicola. And she likes to call herself the doggyologist. <laughs> and I agree because she has just stepped up to the next level with a cookbook and her wonderful website and lots of good information. But one of the questions that I was asking about before uh, we went to break was if a person was trying to discover what her dog might be allergic to, and mine particularly sometimes goes through itching and scratching. And it's not so much a hot spot as, as it is just she's irritated and, and uh, you can tell she's uncomfortable. So, Linda, how would someone go about helping or finding what could be caused? Because that could be from her food, correct? Exactly. It could be from her food. Um, food allergies uh, just as they are in humans, uh, with canines are more and more common and it can cause a lot of itching and scratching and the dog, as you say, can be quite uncomfortable. And actually it's one of the most common uh, reasons that people contact me to see if I can help them with a a hypoallergenic treat for their dog. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes people already know because they've been to the vet and they've eliminated whatever it may be. But if they don't know, I I like to start with um, a very carefully controlled diet. And during that period of time, usually we try it for a month. um, The dog gets one protein and one carbohydrate. Okay. Like it might be bison and rice or lamb and quinoa, whatever it is, but they get one. And then we see how they do after that month. And if that food was the cause of the problem, the symptoms will diminish. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's not, then we go on to the next item. And usually people want to work with their vet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you even mentioned yesterday that about you could add an oil sometimes to their food. Yes, a little bit of coconut oil often oh. helps. Um, I think the the ratio would be about a quarter of a teaspoon for every 10 pounds of weight. Oh. So 
for example, for Rosie, that would be just about a quarter of a teaspoon of coconut oil. And coconut oil is uh, solid at room temperature, mm-hmm. so um, it, it's easier to mix and put in the food. And they like it. They like it. And why is it coconut oil? Coconut oil has many, many benefits for both humans and canines. I think in recent years, it's become extremely popular um, as an anti-inflammatory or uh, it helps their skin, as we said, with the itching and scratching. Mm. Well, there are so many benefits in going to your website. Um, You know, it's a wonderful resource. And how do people find you? Uh, please come to visit us at it's www.sophieshelter.com. And also you can find us on Facebook, Sophie Shelter. And you can see what Linda looks like as well. Right. You can right. see Rosie and myself. Of course, you'll see a lot more pictures of Rosie than of me. So. <laughs> but And please send, send me your pictures. I would love to see pictures of your dog. So. I have to put that on my list to send you a picture. But I have noticed the uh, cute pictures that you've been putting on Facebook about costumes and things like that. Right. There are, uh, is there a large community of dog people that like to dress their dogs? Larger than you would think. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, when I had my little Sophie, she really had no interest in wearing any dresses or, you know, if it was raining, I could get a raincoat on her, but she was not interested in clothes. But little Rosie, she'll, she'll get dressed up. And then the fun part is the reaction that you see from everyone else when, when the little dog goes prancing around <laughs> in her costume. Can you tell if she actually knows she has on a costume? I think she does. Um, she, well, for one thing, especially when she was a little younger, she knew because if she didn't like it, she'd rip it off. So yeah. that was that. But then she's old enough now where she's starting to learn to pose. And yeah. she, you know, she, you can imagine she's getting quite used to having her picture taken. And she'll look at me sometimes with a certain look like, oh, here I am. I'm waiting for my camera shoot now. So, well, if it- if your dog is a people dog, I would think that having that cute costume on, getting the the acclaim from people walking up and wanting to touch and uh, adoring them would be much like it would be for a baby. You know, a baby, once yes. they get that warm fuzzies from these other humans walking up to them, they love it. Exactly, yes. And, uh-huh. and they get that more in costume, I'm sure, than they would in if they were not in costume. So right. it's kind of interesting. <laughs> we are not far from our animal friends. Exactly. <laughs> and it's uh, when I, I took her to uh, the mall in her Valentine, I called it her Valentine gown, because uh-huh. they were having a photo shoot in a, a pooch smooch booth and uh-huh. walking her through the mall I mean, the attention we got was really extraordinary. And especially if if little girls happened to be walking by, Mm -hmm. they were just beside themselves. It was a lot. I bet that was fun. Now, I want people also to know about your treat book. So Sophie's Scrumptious Treats. Yes, on Amazon. On Amazon. And that's that's a nominal price for that little book. I think it is. 
What is what is it? Fourteen? It's, no, no, it's only four ninety nine as a Kindle book. Oh, I'm so it's sorry. A That's a great price. Great I think for so. gifts for uh, animal friends, but it is uh, an ebook. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So great. And um, the next book, I think, is going to be called Rosie's Real Recipes. Ah, and With, the, and what would that, how would that be different? Well, the, in that book, it's going to be more of a concentration on uh, of meals and uh, how to cook specific meals for your dog rather than treats. Sophie's Scrumptious Treats, there's lots and lots of different kinds of treats and cookies and biscuits and, as I said, cupcakes and mm-hmm. not, you know, just maybe a half a dozen or so meals. But Rosie's Real Recipes will be more meals and and uh, how to prepare those meals. Well, the treats are a good way to start into cooking for yes. your animal, don't you think? They they are because all dogs love treats. I mean, after all, all people love treats. Right, so. yeah. All dogs love treats and, um, you know, something special they come running for. Well, now as you you expand your website, what are some of your future dreams for uh, Sophie's Shelter? Well, there are two main things at this point. One is um, my next major book besides the recipes is going to be how to test your dog's IQ. I call it the DQ, the doggy intelligence. And um, I actually had hoped to have it ready by now, but the recipe work has taken a little bit more of my time than I anticipated, but that's my next big project. And then um, in addition to that, sometimes I have people who want to be what I call a Sophie chef. And for people who are timid about cooking or just feel like they can't do it all by themselves, they can sign up for four lessons uh, or even one four-hour lesson mm-hmm. of uh, how to become a Sophie chef. Now, would this be on the website or would this be in person? Right now, it's in person. Um, oh, eventually, awesome. it will be on the website because it's pretty easy to 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 do a web seminar or a Skype lesson. You know, sometimes people live quite a distance away, of course, but we can Skype. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, I like that. Yeah. A lot, since I'm in Texas and you're in California. Yes. Well, I might have to make a house call for you, Joyce. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So we are, we have just had the best time talking about what's, about all of the things that you've been doing with your business on uh, Sophie's Shelter. But tell us one quick story about Rosie or about, well, about Rosie. Yeah. About Rosie. Well, um, you know, Rosie, as I said, she's, she's energetic and her antics seem to be unending. And um, one of the things that people uh, seem to enjoy most was in frustration one morning, I posted a picture of her on Facebook. And in the mornings, normally I sit and I read the paper, I have my coffee. And I had been doing that. I stood up and walked away and I turned around and there she was, all fours on the table and eating my protein bar and drinking my coffee. <laughs> so that's Rosie. 
<laughs> Did the coffee have any effect on her? She's already an energetic dog. Yes, so, no, I it mean... didn't because fortunately it was only about a half a cup and I put cream in it. Uh-huh. So that's what she really likes if she can lick the cream. Yeah. <laughs> if it's just black coffee, she doesn't care too much for it. So she really didn't do a flip off of the table. Not so far. She does <laughs> leap from the table to uh, over the, the gate that's designed to keep her in the kitchen from time to time. Oh, clever. Yes, she's okay. very clever. Very, very clever. Yes. So you don't see a Sophie sister coming? One well, Sophie at a time? One Sophie at a time for now. When I had my first two dachshunds, Heidi and Greta, I had two. But um, I don't think I could keep up with a second wild child the way this one is. <laughs> oh, this has been great. Thank I you wonder, so much. I wonder what we would do without our stories of our animals and how much joy they bring to our lives. It's just amazing. You know, they're always sitting with us and so happy to accept us. And no matter what mood we're in, no matter what temperament we are, they don't seem to have temperament, do they? No, they rarely get moody, certainly not the way a human does. And even this morning, as we've been chatting, um, I'm sitting in the, in the chair that I normally sit in, and she usually is on her little bed. But all the while we've been talking, she's been sitting behind me on my chair. <laughs> it's like she knows something special is going on, and she wants to be a part of it. What a moment. She's waiting for her moment. I on think the she air. might be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the radio show today to share your adventure and to let people know that there is always something out there that can spur us on to more joy, more pleasure in our life, no matter what it is. So I hope that the listeners will be back with us next week as we will have another fascinating program of helping you make your transitions. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest.